Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 83. So, earlier this week, I had what were probably the worst three days of my life. And, you know, there have been worse days in isolation. I still remember in college, after practice one day, getting gastroenteritis while on the toilet. And I think everyone else had gone home except for the assistant coach. And I ended up just crying out for help. And I couldn't move, and I was basically hoping to die. The pain was so extreme. And he, he took me to the, uh, the emergency room where they did nothing for four hours. But in terms of three consecutive days, I think this was as bad, I hope, as it's ever been. And, you know, I really don't want to talk about it. But I think I sort of have to. And uh, if I sound a little maudlin, I guess, you know, I don't care. So, So the first day, I worked out, and then I came home, and I sort of felt a symptom that I'd gotten before in earlier in the year when I got pretty bad bronchitis. And it was sort of this hollow, cold feeling in my right chest. And I assumed it was, you know, bacteria or a viral infection in the lungs. And my heart just absolutely dropped. Partially because I sort of knew or thought I knew what I was in for, which was, you know, a week of bronchitis. But also because I've been trying so hard not to get sick. And I've been so careful about staying, you know, dry and warm and not exposing myself. And I just felt this total loss of control. Even though I'd been doing everything right, I was still getting fucking sick. And it just, you know, it just took the bottom out of me because a sense of helplessness is really debilitating. It's really debilitating. And I was having this pain at the same time. And that night, I couldn't sleep very well, but I was finally able to do so in one position. And if I moved from that position, you know, it just hurt like hell. On the second day, (laughs) on the second day, I was basically trapped sitting on a hard back chair in front of a heating vent in the Airbnb I was staying at. And that was the only thing that would provide relief. I would go try to do other things, but if I moved or even breathed in too quickly, the pain pain would clamp back down on me. And I didn't have any supplies. I didn't have... I'm traveling, right? So I didn't have any aspirin or Tylenol. I didn't have... I had nothing. And, you know, that's one of the joys of travel. There's the excitement of exploring, and there's the fun of the novelty, and there's the utter isolation and unfamiliarity that comes with being in a new place 
where you don't know anyone and you have none of the resources of home. And that night, I couldn't even sleep in that one position that had been my refuge the night before. And the pain was really becoming unbearable, really unbearable. I couldn't control it. I couldn't stop it. And finally, you know, just in the wee hours of the night after hours of struggling with this pain, I said, fuck it, let's try sleeping on the floor. Let's see if a hard surface helps. And there I was finally able to find a position that sort of held the pain at bay and I could get a few hours sleep. The next day, day three, I was feeling the area that hurt and I could, I could actually feel a muscle moving, clenching, relaxing, clenching, relaxing. And I started to wonder, do I even have bronchitis or do I just have a muscle spasm? I tried icing it, which I think made it worse. It certainly didn't help. And, you know, I'd gone out for some aspirin and various other, <laughs> various other analgesics. I got a heating pad, but nothing really seemed to make a dent in this pain. And the pain kept getting worse. It's hard for me to describe. Do you guys ever get a, a Charlie horse, you know, in, in the middle of the night, your calf muscle is suddenly, you know, as tight as a rock and you're like yelping in pain. And then you, you reach down and you grab your toes and you pull them back as hard as you can, even though you just want to go, you know, fetal with the pain. And then at some point it releases and you're left sort of gasping with relief, gasping for breath. Well, this felt like a Charlie horse in my chest every time I breathed in. So every two or three seconds, Charlie horse. And I would gasp with pain and then I'd breathe out and then I would try to breathe in. And, you know, 10 to 20% of the way on the breath in, the Charlie horse would clamp down again. And it was really hard to breathe. And I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop the Charlie horses. There was nothing to stretch. And I had no control over the pain. The aspirin wasn't doing much for this muscle contraction. When, you are, when you're experiencing pain like this, it's impossible to think about anything else. It's impossible to do anything else. The pain just absorbs all of your mental effort. And if the pain isn't relieved, if you throw everything you have at the pain and nothing works, if the pain just keeps coming, it's very, it's very debilitating. It's, it's not healthy mentally. You just feel this total loss of control. And, and as though you've been, as though you've been seized in, in the jaws of this beast and you, you can't negotiate with it, you can't fight it, it's just shaking you incessantly and there's nothing you're going to be able to do. And what's worse is, you know, it's dark, it's night, there's nowhere to go, you feel trapped, you feel, you feel helpless, you feel hopeless. That night, just trying to lay down and go to sleep was making me almost literally scream with pain, barking with pain, I guess I would say. I would, 
try to lay still and then have to move and the clenching, the, the Charlie horse clenching of the muscle. Again, every time I tried to breathe in, it was just overwhelming. And so what I finally did was I laid on my back on the floor and sort of arched my back to try to stretch out the chest muscle. And then every time I breathed in, I would breathe in just until the pain started to clench down. And then I would breathe out. And then I would try to breathe in a little further the next time. And I did this for hours, just hours. And it was, it was awful. I'm kind of claustrophobic. Try laying on your back on the floor where any motion you make will create one of the worst pains of your life. And it's hard to breathe at all. It's easy to breathe out, but breathing in essentially comes with this, you know, rhythmic Charlie horse contraction. And you know, if you dare try to stand up, well, (laughs) it's going to end very, very badly. So after a couple hours of doing this, it seemed to make an improvement. Enough, at least, that I was able to turn over onto this better side and uh, get a few hours sleep. And the next day, it felt like the storm had passed. It wasn't as bad in the morning. And there's a strange thing with these illnesses, I feel, that they're always at their best in the morning, and then they get at their worst right when you don't want them to, right when you're trying to go to bed and, and you feel isolated and alone. But that, but that day, the fourth day, even though I started to recover, I think psychologically was the hardest day of all because I just watched the sun set terrified of what was coming because I didn't know how bad it was going to be. And, you know, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of that line in Game of Thrones where, where the sorceress, I forget her name, says, the night is dark and full of terrors. That's really how it felt. Something might be coming for me. Something I couldn't fight. I couldn't control. Something beyond reason. And that something was going to torture me. And that fourth day was really hard for another reason. I was starting to feel a little better, so I was trying to turn my hand to some of the things that I enjoy doing. And, you know, those are very dorky things. I, uh, let's see, I'm re-watching The Vampire Diaries, if you can believe it. I just find that show to be so complex and the shifting rivalries to be so intricate that it's absolutely fascinating. And then I'm reading... The Histories by Tacitus. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's basically an account of one year in the life of the Roman Empire, AD 69, a year when they had four different emperors. And so I'm I'm watching this show and I'm reading this book and I have a couple other projects. And that day they just felt like dust and ash. They just felt gray and sterile and meaningless. And I still don't know, is this because they are sterile and meaningless? And essentially I'm wasting my life? Or were they only 
that appearance because of the pain, that the pain drained out their color and their, their significance. I don't know. Do other people have this problem that when things are going badly, when they're in pain, the things that they have spent their time doing just seem hollow? I don't know. I understand there's two of me, right? There's, there's me without pain and there's me in pain. But I don't know who's fooling who. On that cheerful note, that's all I've got this week. <laughs>